Hey there, welcome back to the Beauty Marketing Simplified Podcast. Now, one of the complaints I commonly hear from beauty professionals is they don't have enough consistent clients. So week to week and even month to month, they worry if their calendar will be filled and booked with new appointments. The good news is I've helped tons of beauty professionals that are just like you with the same issue that now have a booming business. But even better news is you'll be so excited to know that I have a free workshop called Get Consistent Clients Now. And in this free two-part virtual workshop, I'll be sharing the number one strategy to attract premium clients and bring five to 10 new clients in each month. I'll share with you the Amplify method to get more visibility while conveying your value so that you can increase client appointments. You'll learn the steps to stand out as a go-to beauty professional from your competition and convert prospective clients into buyers. And most importantly, I'll reveal your biggest opportunity for success so you can build momentum fast and get to that six-figure and up beauty business with less stress. So you're not spending all your time on social media or wasting time with ads that don't convert into new clients. You can find out more information about this simple system and join the free online workshop at aprilmeese.com forward slash live, or check the show notes for more details. You don't want to miss this opportunity, and I can't wait to see you then. Hey, everyone. We are here in the Last Cast Studios, and we're excited to have a guest from the PMU world. Her name is April Meese. She is a permanent cosmetic and microblading artist who is also a beauty marketing strategist who offers both online courses, a group coaching program called Elevate Your Beauty Business, as well as one coaching and is host of the Beauty Marketing Simplified podcast. We're excited to have her on the show. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, she's a fellow podcaster. So having a fellow podcaster is always like a little extra special for us. We, yes. we, you know, it feels really kind of like we're with friends here. So that's really cool. Even though we barely gotten to know each other, she's actually a fellow Californian. And uh, we met in the clubhouse, like I said, I yep. think about a month ago, right? Yep, met on Clubhouse and then and Clubhouse is making all of these connections. It's so yeah. amazing. And so now, yeah, this is how partnerships yeah. begin. Yes, that's right. Collaborations, <laughs> right? So, Collaborations, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and partnerships is what we're going to be talking about today, guys. One of the things that, you know, we've talked about this a little bit, but I really felt like when I talked to April, like, what should we cover? She said, well, this is something that she's really passionate about. And I feel like it's actually going to be something really helpful. So as I probably talked about in the, in the setup for all this, it's all about finding ways to help you think a little bit bigger and broader about partnerships so that you can grow your business. Because there's so many pathways when it comes to growing your business. And one of the things yes. that I... So you need to do is you need to have more than one pathway. You don't just create one or two. You know, you got your Instagram, you got your website. You want to have multiple pathways. So it's less work for you. Once it's all set up and running, you can have many ways to draw clients into your business. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that most people just think of one way to grow their business, which is social media. And there are many ways, right? There are many roads that lead to Rome, as they say, right? Exactly. So we're going to get into that. But before all that, I want to first start off with a little bit of background about you, April, so that people kind of know who you are and you know what you do and all that. Yeah. So first and foremost, I am a mom to twin girls. And I also started my journey into the beauty industry as a marketing um, I did worked in the marketing consulting um, area and then worked in the marketing department for the Spa Institute. Uh, sorry, the Cooper Spa Institute. So if you know the Cooper Spa in Dallas, Texas, um, Dr. Cooper invented aerobics, the word aerobics, and that's oh, wow. a very big institute. Yes. And then from that, then became an esthetician. 
And that was in 2001, became an esthetician and then also became a permanent makeup artist in 2005. I also did eyelash training for a while, but I was never really good at it. I wasn't fast (laughs) enough at it. And my passion was really in the permanent makeup industry. And so from there, I worked for a dermatologist in his name is Dr. Dennis Gross in New York City. And then in 2008, as many will remember, the economy crashed and I got let go as most of the staff did. And so I was going through a really hard time. I was also battling with infertility at that time and I was starting my business and I decided like, how can I do this? It was, you know, hitting the ground, you know, kind of like how it is now that things had shifted in the world. It was a really weird time to start a business, but I was super motivated and I tried all of the normal strategies. And what I found was this what I call the amplify method. And the A stands for authority, the M stands for marketing, and the P stands for positioning. And that's now what I teach um, my students. And, you know, I realized, okay, this works. I was able to grow that business to a successful six-figure business while only working three days a week because I had twin girls. So I had IVF, (laughs) spoiler (laughs) alert. Um, I, I had the children and, but then I had the second, you know, concern of balancing it all. And I think that's where a lot of people find themselves right there. The two resources, time and money, you know, they're they're trying to make their business work and they're trying to grow their business. And they're still kind of stuck with these two limited resources for a lot of people. And so that's why I had to be resourceful and come up with the Amplify method that I, that I'm going to kind of tell you a little bit about one part today. Great. I think this is exciting to have you come on and share because you're going to have a little bit, I think, more of a bigger picture than a lot of people probably think about. So let's get into it first and talk about what was partnering like a business look like when we say that. I mean, a lot of people probably have in their mind what they're doing. So before we get into what, how to do it, maybe we should describe what is partnering with other business because there may, I'm going to guess it's a pretty broad, big picture that we can uh, paint here. Yeah. So first of all, let me say that I had that marketing background, but then when it's your money, Right. And your business and also, you know, trying to be really cut in corners from, you know, being off work for a while after being let go. It's different because we all have our own limiting beliefs. We all have our own little self-talk and it's different when you're spending money for another company. When it's your budget, you're <laughs> a little more. So I knew what to do, but I was a little nervous to do it. So um, so what does partnering look like? So I always say when you're attracting an audience, when you're attracting clients, you can build, buy, or borrow. So build is what most people go to, right? Build it from scratch. And that's going to be your traditional social media, putting yourself out there, you know, your SEO, things like that to get found. Call that Organic right? reach, exactly, okay. right. And then buy is going to be just like we know, it's going to be paid ads, right? And then borrow is what we're talking about today. So borrowing is when you borrow authority. So you're borrowing that audience of ideal client. You're being strategic in your partnership because you want to find someone who has your ideal clients already. So they've done the hard work. They've gathered that group of beauty buyers, right? And now they've won them over because they already have that trust and that authority and you're getting that transfer of trust and authority. So many times these clients are already pre-sold on you and your services because you're being recommended by somebody else they trust. So we've all heard that trusted referrals, a referral from a friend 
that they're, you know, nine times more likely to buy. But when it is of an authority, like a dermatologist or a beauty specialist that they really value their opinion, then they're also more likely to refer you to their friends because they are backed by this other beauty referral. So they'll say, for example, my dermatologist recommends her or my um, hairstylist recommends her. So it's not just them. It's like coming from another source as well. And so, right. So we want to have these partnerships and, and it's obviously relationships take work, a little bit of work, but for me, it was always an easier way. And not to, not to say you wouldn't do the others as well. You would still Mm -hmm. do your social media and do your building and you might even do a little bit of paid, but the borrow was always the way for me to go. No, I love that. And the beauty industry, we are in the trust business. We're working on people's faces. And so there's a higher level of trust than just buying a widget or just buying, you know, like, you know, even, you know, something that like a t-shirt or something. It's, It's a higher level of not just price, but also trust because it is on their face. Yeah. We always said you're only as good as your last pair of lashes. And as soon as you did a bad set, the trust is gone. Like it's not like you're going to get a lot of time to make it up. Sometimes you do. So partnering is in the big picture. That's what is, what does it look like? Like, who do you like to partner with? And with your business, did you have certain people that you were like your ideal partners? Yeah. So for me, it was always dermatologists because they already have beauty buyers that are spending a little bit more money, right? They're doing, and I'm talking about like the, not your general dermatologist for your mole removal, but the dermatologist that's doing the fillers, the lasers, right? That type of clientele. So when you look at them for, you know, when when you talk to them about buying lashes, that is not going to be expensive to them because they already see the importance of investing in their looks, right? So dermatology and also your high-end salons, the same thing. If they're getting the cut color and balayage and they're spending a thousand dollars, you know, walking out the door every, you know, four weeks, they're not worried about the cost of lashes because they're already, you know, spending that. And so they understand the value, Right. So those are going to be your ideal partnerships. But then there are a lot of, you know, partnerships with people that you might not think of. Right. So knowing your ideal clientele. So if your ideal client, I call them your very best client, is someone that is into yoga and the juice shop, you know, partnering with them by saying, hey, you want to run a promotion or can I put some cards here or just a little? That's a different type of partnership. There might be a mommy and me group, right? If you serve a lot of moms that are busy on the go, right? That that would be a different type of partnership. So their partnerships can take a variety of forms, but the ones that work best for me were always the high-end salons or spas that didn't offer the services that I was offering. Also, believe it or not, even if so for the lash artists, if they want to partner with a solo permanent makeup artist. Right. These are two complementary businesses. They'll say, I'll send you my permanent makeup clients to get lashes and, you know, vice versa. You send me your lash clients to get their eyebrows or eyeliner done. So there's small partnerships and then there's, you know, bigger partnerships, but, but definitely looking at first where your ideal clients are and, and start with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- Good. That's a lot of good stuff. In fact, I think uh, we we partnered with a dermatologist ourselves, even though we are lashes. So yeah, there are women's small business organizations. 
I go in with that same, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, his motto. I mean, the book is jab, 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 right hook, but the idea is give, 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 ask. And so I go in with that same idea of just, you know, really pour into those relationships and it will come back to you. Yeah. Like give more than you take, right? If you give more, you're going to win. If you're always asking, 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 you're going to wear everyone out. Eventually everyone's going to be like, okay. Now, uh, how do you go about partnering with a business? Like if you're looking to partner, I mean, just call them up, do you email them? I mean, how did you find for you ways that are really successful doing that? Yeah. So know that you, I always look at this in terms of your connections, kind of the way you would look at prospect, uh, prospective clients, right? You have your hot, warm, and cold. So your hot connections are going to be those that you know personally, your own hairstylist, your own dermatologist. You definitely know them. You're going to know their business. They've seen you. Those are That's your low-hanging fruit. Those are the easiest ones to get in the door, obviously, because you're regularly walking in the door <laughs> and, you know, get... You're, you're paying them money. They like it. <laughs> right. You know, you're going to talk to them and you have that bond with them. But, you know, also see, make sure that you do like their business, right? And that you do want to partner with them because, as I said before, this is a relationship and, you know, it's not always made in heaven. It takes some work. Then your second is going to be your warm connection. So maybe this is your sister goes to that hairstylist, you know, across town, or I've even had clients that have introduced me, you know, to clients. I had one client that said, Hey, you know, you were on Dr. Oz show. Dr. Chappas is my dermatologist. She was on Dr. Oz show. I think you guys would have something in common. Let me connect you. And it, to me, it was random. She made that connection that we were both had something in common and that she could connect us that way. And so then Dr. Ann Chappa is, um, is a dermatologist who has a laser center and became a great referral partner for me. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's going to be like a warm where somebody is going to connect you. And then cold is where you obviously have no connection. No one's going to help you with that outreach, but it's a business you admire. Maybe it's an influencer that you admire. So it doesn't, I call them authority referral partners, authority because they're kind of already known in the community, but it could even be like a local influencer. And it doesn't have to be somebody that has, you know, a hundred thousand followers. It could be just that mom blog in your city that people are engaged, they listen to, and she's got, you know, 30,000 followers who are super big fans. And then, you know, you're going to talk to her about partnering with her. So look at that warm uh, hot, warm, and cold audiences and kind of go from there. It's easier to start with your warm and kind of get your jitters out first. <laughs> and then, and kind of like what you said, Paul, where you're not going to propose on the first date. That's super spammy. Nobody wants it. Right. So they're going to be like, Whoa. And I think that's what happens is, you know, we kind of, anytime we are worried about rejection or putting ourselves out there, we kind of go back to our you know, teenage years. And I think of me with the braces and the glasses and I get all kind of weird, like I want them to like me. And then we kind (laughs) of give them all the reasons they should like us. And we kind of just like, here I am. Instead of just saying, you know, first of all, connecting with them. I actually have a framework. I call it, it's called the collaboration framework, but it's a five C's. So you're going to connect. You're then going to compliment them. So you're going to find something that you truly admire about their business and be genuine about that. Really do a little bit of research. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then you're going to find common ground. So do you serve the same clientele? The great thing is, and, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but COVID is the common ground for most people now, right? So if you had nothing to connect with about, you know, connect with before you can say you're a small business. I'm a small business. I know it's hard after COVID let's promote each other's businesses. Right. So 
that's an easy common ground. But then, you know, after you found that, after you've complimented them, connected compliment, common ground, you're then the fourth, you're going to convey your value. Yeah. So not so then you can talk about your value and what you bring to the table after you've already talked about them. You've probably heard this before that everybody is tuned into the radio station WIIFM, which is what's <laughs> in it for me. Yeah. Right. Always. And so they want to know what's in it for them. So you're going to talk to them about them. And then you're going to talk to them about you. And then you're going to collaborate that relationship and and move forward from there. So, yeah, no, that's great. Then a natural referral program could be set. I guess let's look into that. Let's talk about, I don't know, have you ever set up anything like referral programs or like that? Or how how do you go approach that? Yeah. So I have a whole system and framework that we teach for that as well. Yeah. Be flexible, right? That's how we have to be in business, right? If And be clear with your communication because, you know, expectations are just future disappointments. If you're not, <laughs> if, you, if you're thinking like, okay, this is how it's going to be. And you haven't expressed it, that what you're wanting and how it, how, what it looks like in your mind for this partnership, then, then it's easy to then as they say, throw the baby out with the bathwater and just say, oh, this doesn't work. Because I, I often find beauty professionals that will say to me, oh, well, I had, uh, you know, someone that would send, I had a hairstylist that would send me a person here or there. But that is not the type of, I mean, that, yes, is good. That's nice. But that's not the type of partnerships that I'm talking about. I'm talking about a consistent source of clients coming in, not just like sprinkled here and there, because you wouldn't be able to really keep a business going with just a client here or there. We're talking about, you know, having several referral partners. So they're consistently sending you people. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, For you, um, what type of partnerships do you think aren't really the best? I mean, I don't know if you had any experiences with ones like, nah, this is probably a place that's not really that we might think is good, or maybe just, I mean, just for you personally, you found out what didn't work out well for you. Yeah. So two things I would say, one, you want to make sure, like we said before, that the business has a good reputation, you know, that you might see that they have a ton of followers, but then when you go and check the reviews, whether it is on Yelp, I mean, listen, we have different feelings about Yelp. So they might have, they might <laughs> actually be a good business, but Yelp yeah. is just showing their bad reviews. So we won't go there on that. They haven't, they haven't paid the mafia off. <laughs> yeah. We, we won't go through that. We won't open up that can of worms, yeah. but, but really just really see like around town, you know, what is, What's the beat on the street, right? What are people saying? You know, ask a few clients like, hey, have you ever heard of this person or what do you think? So kind of get some feedback from your clients. I'm thinking about partnering with this. You know, um, I always found this is it's so interesting that somebody said this to me before. You have to ASK to GET. You have to ask to get because a lot of times we think, oh, I don't want to bother or but here's the thing. People love and I mean love to give their opinions. Yes. Okay. And That's so why we have podcasts, by the way. <laughs> yes, they love to give their opinions and they love to be helpful. So when you say, like, I'm thinking about partnering with this hairstylist, or I'm thinking about doing what are your what are your thoughts? Or do you know anybody? They love to help you. So we think, oh, I don't want to bother them, or I don't, you know, want to talk to my client about that. But you have to see, you know, what kind of relationship you have with the client. And there are some people that they would just love. To, to tell you their opinions, give you the connection and help you with that. And so you can get an idea. So first of all, check the reviews, make sure it's a business that you really do want to partner with. And then also see, is the business promoting themselves? Because if they are not promoting themselves, it's yeah. probably, you know, not going to happen that they're going to promote you. 
So there might be a well-known dermatologist that's been in the area forever. You know, they're just known, everybody goes there, but they really, they're not on social media. They're not running any promotions. They're not reaching, they're not emailing their client, their patients or clients that there's just no engagement. So it would be hard for them to really talk about your services if they're not able to talk about their own services. Now, what are, I don't know if you ever had this happen with any of your partnerships. Did you ever have one that went bad and you didn't know how do I get out of it? Like, what do I do when someone's not holding up their end of the bargain? Yeah. So when I was reaching out to connect with people um, at the beginning, they're excited, right? And so they're like, yes, I'm going to do it. And then Sometimes, you know, they fall off and that's why it's important to follow up, right? The the saying is expression is the fortune is in the follow-up. So you have to follow up with them. So there's times where I wouldn't say it it went wrong. It just didn't go right. Meaning it just didn't pan out to, you know, they, they said that they were going to refer people, but it just didn't really come together. And so, you know, you just have to let go of, it's kind of like friendships, right? You have those friends that you think, oh, we're going to be besties forever. And then, <laughs> you know, they get busy and you just, you know, paths kind of separate and you just let it go. Oh. So. Yeah. And I think you just realize I mean, you don't have to be mean about it and just say, you know, sometimes things don't work out. That's no big deal. Play it down. I think be, you know, be cool about it and not be like, why didn't you do this to me? I'd say I'm done with you and I'm going to burn my photo I had above my house, above my you know mantle. You're, you're gone. You, you're dead to me. I don't think it has to be dramatic like that. I think we no. just agree that, yeah, we thought it'd be a cool idea. It just didn't quite work out. But you do um, have to connect with them before you, you know, just, yes. you know, throw it away because if they agree to it, you had that initial connection, right? There was, yeah. you know, just going back to that relationship analogy, there was a spark there to begin with, right? Yes, there, was, there was love. <laughs> there was love. <laughs> um, and, and so there was something where they did say that they were going to refer. Maybe they forgot. Maybe they got busy. Maybe they didn't know how to t- talk to their clients about you. You know, marketing is really not just about awareness. It's about conveying the value of our services. Mm-hmm. So you have to give them the language so that they can talk about your services and really convey the value of your services. Because remember, that's not their world, right? That's not, they they don't sometimes know how to talk about these beauty services. So you kind of have to give them, you know, short little snippets or, you know, sound bites of how to explain it um, and and things to say. Yeah, you can't measure or you can't grow what you can't measure. So you're not going to know who's referring you. Is this partnership really working out? Is it not working out? You know, I mean, I think that everybody should be asking, how did you hear about us? And you know, people might say social media or Google, and you might have that on your intake form. But then the follow-up question was, was there a place that you heard about me before that? Because usually there is something that then takes them to Google, or usually there is something that takes them to the social media, right? Yeah. And so really kind of knowing where that source is coming from so that you can track it. Because definitely, especially if you're, comp- if you're doing the compensation, you absolutely have to track it. And then even if you're not, I think you just want to, it's just good business. Yeah. No, tracking is everything. And I think if you don't do tracking, don't have some system in place, find a way yeah. to track. It. The other thing is that you will know that some relationships and collaborations, they just don't get off the ground and then others will soar. Right. And yeah. so don't worry about the ones that don't get off the ground. Right. That yeah. just, the, the ones that are soaring, put your energy into that. Right. Put your time and and all of your love into those that are really working. 
So. Yeah, you'll need 80 referral sources. If you're a single artist, especially, if, in fact, you'll be turning people away, which is a good problem. But that said, you really, I mean, for us, I mean, we had slot about 13 stylists working. I, gosh, I think we had maybe five or six major referral sources outside of our, our own clients, but just, you know, other companies nearby in Pasadena that referred to us. And that, that was it. It wasn't like this long 80 people. And we probably got 60 to 80 new people in every month. And that was from many, many sources, but one of them was referrals. So, I mean, for you, if you're starting, you don't have to think about, oh my gosh, sounds like I have to have like 18 people on my list. No, you probably start in the beginning, you reach out three or four, and then one part doesn't even work out and you double down on the two or three that are working. And then if that's not enough, then maybe add one more and just kind of grow it from there or organically. It doesn't have to be this huge undertaking where I have to have 18 salons, five doctors, <laughs> a med yeah. spa and all that. That's going to be overwhelming. Yeah. And just like, you know, just like you were talking about, you have a referral program with your clients and you would like them to promote you. You know, you're going to think about this strategically of how this partnership, you know, have a plan put in place of how this partnership is going to look and expect to take a little bit of time to develop it as you work through it. And then, you know, to really give it the attention and, and yeah. that way, because like, remember that you're not, it's not just about one, like, for example, you have one client, they might refer two or three of their friends. You're talking about one referral partner that is going to refer a lot of people. So the time spent to nurture the relationship is going to come back to you like many times over. Yeah. And it's like anything in life. I mean, people, I think now feel like with Instagram, everything should be instantaneous and it's just not, it's just about being patient. <laughs> and then, and those clients then bring you more clients. So yeah. it, then it starts to snowball, yeah. right? This is where when building a business and instead of just trying to get blood from a turnip at the beginning, like just squeezing that Instagram for all it's worth, you can yeah. broaden your horizons and think like there are other sources to get clients. And yeah. it does take a little bit of stepping outside of your comfort zone. But once yeah. you do it and you have that success, that's going to give you the confidence to go for the next one. And I think that's probably the biggest obstacle. I bet a lot of people who are scared of making that connection to reaching out to someone they never met, but just do one. Like, yeah, just do one, just do I one mean, and plan it out. Like you said, script it, right? Practice it with your friend, maybe whatever, just so you can get used to it. So you're not, and don't worry. It's not the end of the world to say, no, there's plenty more options out there. Someone will say yes. Cause you're, again, you're going to bring them value too, right? You're not just there asking, send me clients. <laughs> yeah. To be fair. I do have a system yeah. for my students that I walk. Yeah. It's, I always say it's like a recipe. It's a step-by-step mm -hmm. it, I give them scripts and I give them my whole system and the spreadsheets cool. and the easy way to track it. But that's not to say that you, anybody can do it, right? If you yeah. can talk to people, right, you can get out and do this, right? You don't even need an internet connection. Just get out and do it. But I do, and to be fair, have like a system to make it a little bit easier, like a recipe. But yeah, this is doable. Real quickly, what, let's tell us a little bit what, how, where people can find you and maybe a little bit about your coaching and all that you offer, because I know maybe they've listened to you here today and maybe they want to give you a call and see yeah. more about what you offer. Oh, thank you so much, Paul. Yeah, so I can be found on all the social platforms at April Meese Incorporated. On Clubhouse, I'm at Beauty Marketing. But yeah, so April Meese Incorporated on, on the social platforms. And the thing about the beauty business is that there's so much potential, right? And there, I think with owning a beauty business, there are so many decisions to make. And I think that part can be overwhelming because you never know what is the right path. 
what is going to take you there? What is going to be a long winding road and going to waste time or money? And so having somebody, like you said, Paul, that has kind of walked through it and said, hey, don't step here, step here, invest in this. As I mentioned before, I have the Amplify method. So we work on your offer and your unique proposition and how you can really stand out in the marketplace. We talk about your marketing message and overcoming objections for the clients. And then we get into authority referral partners, which is my whole system. And then the other thing I always recommend is video, promote your brand because it's big. And so that is the Elevate Your Beauty Business program. We are not open all the time. We only do, it's a group coaching program. And since I'm really in it, with the community Mm -hmm. I make sure that I'm with them. I don't take a large amount of people. I'm making sure that I'm able to walk them through that growth. And that's why we've had, I always say with the Amplify method, you can increase your income up to 50% because we've had major testimonials because I am coaching them through. So it's not just like an online course. It's really the coaching with it, but yeah. So if you have any questions, you can DM me or reach out to me. And so, yep, that's, that's how you can find me. Can I just give you a huge shout out on this? I am so glad to hear you be so like normal. You didn't oversell it by saying, you see this all the time. I'm going to 10X, I'm going to 5X, I'm going to 100X your business. And you're like, I'm going to give you 50% improvement, which by the way, is huge. That's a big improvement, but that's realistic. I just shake my head with some of these coaches and training programs. I say, well, you'll make 10 times what I make. I'm like, really? 10 times? I mean, we're making 80,000, you're going to make me $800,000 working as a single practitioner doing lashes. No yeah. offense, but there's maybe no one I think in, in America making $800,000 a year working, you know, 40 hours a week doing lashes. That's, that's pretty insane. That, that's like you're charging $5,000 for an appointment. But yeah. that said, I, I, I just give it to me that just all the more validates your message that you're the real Thank deal. You. And yeah. that people, uh, you're not overselling yourself, which just tends to be what I think so much of our Instagram is about. like, you know, promise the world. And, and I always say under promise over and over deliver. Yeah. Everyone will be happy. That's right. Like we said, you know, expectations are future heartbreaks. So yeah. you have to make sure to manage that. And really, realistically, I, I say to my students, like, I've done it. I can help you get there. But you're going to have to do the work, right? So I will help you and help you also get past a lot of what I call your blind spots. And they're blind spots for a reason because we don't, and we all have them. Like, I have my coach. We talked about that beforehand. Um, we both have a coach. That helps us because, you know, you've probably heard the expression, another level, another devil. And it's just like each, we're all, we have, I I call it the little inner mean girl that talks to me and says, who are you to be doing that? Or who do you think you are? I have her too, by the way. (laughs) I don't have a guy in my life. I have an inner mean girl. It's just not fair. (laughs) Oh my God, you crack me up. Yeah. And so we all need that to say, look, I, somebody that says, I see greatness in you and help you, you know, have that confidence and hold space for you. So, yeah. And that's what a coach does too. I mean, just having that person on your side. I know when I had our salon for six years, we had strategies as a coaching company be there with for us. <laughs> and just getting that clarity because we can sit in indecision for a really long time. Uh, like we can yeah. sit there thinking, what is the right decision? And indecision is a bad decision. Yeah. Right? Like you're still making a decision. You're just not yeah. moving forward. Yeah. You're stuck. Uh, you know, there's yeah. an expression like playing not to lose is how you lose, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, but having somebody say, look, what do you really want? And helping you, you get that clarity. And so then you're like, wow, now I can move forward because we don't realize how we'll just hold ourselves back or, or stay stuck. Yeah. So, 
Okay, guys, hopefully you definitely give her a follow and check her out. I, even though she's in PMU world, I'm pretty sure lashes are something she, it's business is business. You can help That's pretty right. much anyone. So it doesn't matter. You don't have to find a, a lash coach specifically. So yeah, hopefully you guys will follow her. Otherwise, thank you so much, April, for coming on our show and uh, mm. giving us all your tips and all that. Oh my gosh, it was totally my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified Podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about. And also, definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, hugs and high fives. See you next week.